You're listening to episode number 34 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today, we're chatting about overcoming addictive behavior, notes on your previous self and what you would say to your previous self and a pretty empowering message on that. Never giving up and how to adjust your ketogenic diet and knowing that you're okay to do so and tools for mental health and consciousness during a binge. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com and this is the Keto Diet Podcast where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low carb, high fat diet where we're switching from a sugar burning state to becoming fat burning machines. A little thank you for all of the podcast listeners and supporters. I met many of you on the book tour and I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you. If you're in need of a little boost of keto support, I've created a special offer exclusive to podcast listeners only. Use the coupon code LOVE on healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop and receive 15% off anything your little heart desires from weekly keto meal plans with balanced keto to my epic pack of keto resources with the keto bundle. Again, that's love for 15% off at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. The offer will be valid until June 11th, 2017. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E34. And the transcript is added to the post three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true North strong and free, but gosh, I'm pretty jealous of you all in the US because you get access to Thrive Market while I'm stuck with limited access to the abundance of health foods that you all know and love. We have 14 day shipping and everything's really expensive and forget about free shipping. That's always out of the question. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping and and a 30-day trial so you can reorder your favorites a couple of weeks down the road. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder, or $15.65 as opposed to $24.99 on MCT oil if you go to a retail store. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of organic and non-GMO products plus free shipping is going to make a regular $100 grocery run into about a 50 maybe $75 Thrive Market order for the same amount of things. You can go to thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer will expire in a couple of weeks. So if you're on the fence about it, the time is now. Again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only and people in the U.S. Wah, wah. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or want to submit praise over and above the review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, you can reach me by emailing info at ketodietpodcast.com. 
Today's guest, her name is Sung Yun Cho. She's an actress who starred in Broadway and has acted in various productions in reputable theaters across the U.S., as well as in TV and film. She has also worked in the garment business for well over a decade. Over the past few years, Sung has struggled through health issues and was able to recover through food and a new way of living. Through her love for cooking and food and her newfound awareness in nutrition, she has started on her journey to raise awareness and help others heal. She recently launched her blog, Clean Food Long Life, and is attending Nutritional Therapy Association to become a nutritional therapy practitioner. Sung chats all about just the mental space that she was in before she uh, was really hit with a pretty intense health scare and how she dealed with it coming out of addiction and mental imbalance and and really focusing on her mental health while overcoming a pretty intense health issue. So Sung's story is so powerful and she has a lot of things to say to people that may be struggling with mental health and depression and things like that. So without further ado, let's cut over to this interview. Hey Sung, how's it going? Hi Leanne, pretty good. I'm so excited to be on here. Yeah, thanks so much for agreeing to be on the podcast to chat about your experience on keto. Absolutely. Um, For people that may not be familiar with you, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about how you found keto, why you're here? (laughs) Why am I? Okay, well, it's kind of a, you know, it's a long journey into, you know, me getting healthy. But a few years back in 2011, I had uh, stopped drinking alcohol because I was, you know, drinking excessively. And about a year into like not drinking, I had, um, I went to Montauk, and I was running in the dunes. And I got bit by a tick. And I, I ended up coming down with Rocky Mountain spotted fever, which is a tick-borne infection disease. And if, if it's not treated within, you know, a couple of weeks, you can die. It, it's a fatal thing. And uh, it's like Lyme's disease, but it's fatal. And 10 days after my trip to Montauk, I got all these bumps that started happening around my ankles. And, um, and over the, you know, next couple of days, it just kept growing and they had like little halos around it. I was freaking out and I'm an actress. So I had something to shoot that, that Saturday and, um, and I found one on my face. So I was mortified. And so I ended up going to a clinic in New York city. That's where I'm from. And, uh, the doctor there said, it looks like it could be Rocky Mountain spotted fever. And I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, and he took my blood. And about a week later, he called me. And sure enough, it was that. And he he kind of freaked out because I think it was rare to get that in New York City. He said, not many people get this here. You know, where were you? And I explained it to him. Um, and he said, well, we, we need to put you on antibiotics like right away. And I went on antibiotic treatment for about a month which totally wiped me out. After that, I came down with chronic fatigue. I couldn't get out of bed. And then I just was like, would get respiratory infections and bronchitis and coming down with colds for the next nine months. And it was just, it was debilitating. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't work. And I was in bed most of the time. And I was so frustrated. I I didn't know what to do. So a friend of mine connected me to this woman who had Lyme's disease for uh, several years and didn't know about it. And, And I just spoke to her and you know, oh, and mind you, I, I had gone online 
researching like my condition and I found all these other people who were treated for Rocky Mountain with the same problems as me. Like they couldn't, they, they had chronic fatigue, they could barely do anything and they were in bed a lot. And this went on for years for many of them and nobody seemed to have any solution to that. And um, so I, I talked to this woman and she was like, you know, you, uh, you sound like you're dealing with this Rocky Mountain thing. Oh, and another thing I, I have to add is that I was going to my internist after I got treated for this with uh, that round of antibiotics. And he had done a follow-up to just test me if I still had it or not. And in my blood work, it came back negative. And he told me I never had Rocky Mountain and that it was a false positive. And I was so upset by that because I had taken a month of antibiotics so I, you know, and I was like, well, what, what were those bumps on my legs? And he was like, I don't know, you know, but here's more antibiotics, you know, and that's how he kept treating me when I would come down with respiratory infection, infections and bronchitis, which is the, the right protocol, but that just made me worse. And, um, and so after speaking with this woman and I relate to her that I had a false positive and I, I don't even know if I really have Rocky Mountain and and she said, well, I'm going to connect you to a doctor, a, a naturopath in the city. Um, let me get back to you. She did some research, spoke to some friends, and they connected me to the Morrison Center in New York City. And I went there, and, um, and they took my blood, and they sent it to a, um, a special place in Long Island, Stony Brook Medical Center, that actually tests for infectious disease. And sure enough, I had the antibodies, so I definitely had it. And then my naturopath tested me for candida because I had all the symptoms of candida. Um, and it turns out I had that too. So she, her prescription to me was 90 days of no gluten, dairy, sugar, grains, and then gave me some supplements and like um, stuff to take care of candida. So I just started doing that. And within a month, I was getting out of, I just was able to like jump out of bed. Everything changed. I stopped getting sick. I didn't, I know I no longer have respiratory infections or bronchitis or anything like that. And, um, and that was what in 2013 that I went through this. So you know, to me, I, I was just dumbfounded how food was my solution and just whole foods and eating well. And during that process, you know, I've been battling depression most of my life and also with PMS. And you know, once a month, I, I would want to like, I would want to kill myself. I would, it would get that dark. And that's what PMS led me to. Well, while doing this, I realized that my PMS went away. And I stopped getting depressed. And I, I just, I never even knew that I was getting my period too, when it would come. So, you know, I knew that this, like eating this way was the right thing and it balanced my hormone levels. And so, but over the next couple of years, I was, I intermittently, you know, played with eating gluten and sugar. And when I did, I would totally fall off and just binge on it for like a month. And then I would go back to being depressed and feeling suicidal and hopeless. And then sometimes I would get sick again, like a, a cold would come on um, after binging on sugar and gluten. And so fast forward a bit to a year ago in March, I like about five months prior to that, I had gone to um, a doctor and I wasn't feeling 100%. And she just said to me, you know, you should just stay off gluten for like six months and sugar. And, you know, that that's that's your answer. So 
so I started doing that and, you know, but like, you know, life happens and it's not easy to not eat a piece of cake or a cookie. And after about like three months, I, I ate some pastry and, um, and then I was off to the races, you know, eating that crap for like a month. And, and I knew what I had to do was get back on track and not eat those foods. So I, I had stopped in March. I had gone to a coffee shop. And this coffee shop was serving a coffee called Bulletproof Coffee. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, you know, it's grass-fed butter and this brain octane oil. And I'm like, all right, you know, it looks interesting. Let, let me try it. And, um, and I tried it. And immediately, within like 20 minutes, I, I felt like incredible. Like my, I had this burst of energy and um, my brain was fired. And, and, um, and then I had a really good bowel movement. I know it's TMI, but it, I was like, whoa, what, you know, what just happened? And then I went online and I started researching Bulletproof. And then, you know, I got the book and I read the book and then I, you know, realized that, you know, it was a keto diet base. And so then I went further into keto and found all the health benefits of keto. And I just was so fascinated by it that I just dove into it because, you know, I know food is the answer, but keto was even more, you know, that it, you know, I learned up, learned all the benefits of like, you know, preventing cancer, weight loss, and, you know, helping with autoimmune disease and, you know, hormone balancing, all of that. And so I started doing that and I loaded up on tons of fat. I think I was eating 200 grams of fat and I didn't know that it triggered my candida. I felt great for like a couple of weeks and all of a sudden I wasn't feeling so good. And I didn't understand what was going on. I, you know, I'm like, how could I be feeling weird eating this way, you know? And, and then I started just seeking more information and I was online and, and then I discovered you, you had some YouTube videos and, and I just kept watching. And one of them was on this woman, I think Ricky Heller is her name. And it was about candida. And that was the first time it was addressed to me that I was feeding my candida through through being in ketosis. And I was just mortified. I couldn't believe it. And I, I knew that was my problem. So I lowered my fat intake. And you had mentioned something like taking 60 to 70 grams of fat. So I, I did that. And things started to improve, you know, things were uh, better, but I still was not 100% with my body. And I ended up going to this integrative doctor and, uh, and he checked my blood and I found out I had low thyroid hypothyroidism. And so I, I knew that was part of my problem of not feeling 100%, but I was eating well. So he was trying to fix me through food instead of giving me, you know, natural desiccated thyroid to start with. But then I was listening to your podcast and you had Al Russ on and she just came out with the paleo thyroid solution. And, and that, you know, interested me because of my condition. And then I picked up that book and found out, you know, all these things about like just my thyroid and learning so much about it. And that was like the piece of the puzzle for me about why, like, you know, if I ate gluten and sugar, what happened to my thyroid and why I would get go back onto like getting depressed and, and feeling lethargic and, you know, getting chronic fatigue again. And, so it just was so eye-opening to me. So I went back to my doctor. I um, asked for natural desiccated thyroid. He put me on it. And I've been on that. And along with, you know, doing my keto diet, 
And I've also discovered during this process that I need carbs with your help because I, I, I was working with Maria Emmerich at one point and she's strictly, you know, 20 grams or below carbs and that just doesn't work for me. So when I, you know, started, you know, I basically just um, got your fat fueled and the, uh, the keto beginning and started like, you know, learning how to recycle carbs and, um, and, you know, incorporate that in the evenings. That's when everything started to really change for me. And that's pretty much where I'm at now. <laughs> that's, that was a long story into this. But so that's where I am now. That's amazing. And such yeah. a, uh, such a journey. I mean, yeah. There's so many pieces to what you said. The first first pieces is I'll definitely include the links to both the Candida Candida and Keto video as well as Elrest podcast because that podcast was one of my favorites. She is so knowledgeable when it comes to thyroid. So I'll include those in the show notes for everyone that's wondering where they can get that information. And yeah, it was really interesting with Keto and Candida, the fact that ketones can actually be a fuel source for the candida so you really need to be careful and there's not a lot of information out there i think mine is probably the only video about it so it's yeah, yeah you, you know, don't know i'm looking forward to your book because i know you know you're going to have some stuff about that and you were the only one that that i found on youtube that really addressed that yeah you know? it's pretty scary but it's good like i'm happy that you ended up finding the video <laughs> and could kind of piece it together now I want to rewind a couple of years and kind of get into really, it must have been really frustrating in not being able to work, being so fatigued that you really couldn't even make choices for yourself. Now you had said that you had been an addict. Were were mm -hmm. you an addict during that time or um, had you no. over, already overcome that? Um, yeah, I got, I stopped drinking in 2011. Okay. So, um, it, you know, but I, I was still eating sugar and carbs. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention to my food. I just was focusing on being abstinent from alcohol and drugs and, you know, and, um, and so I was a, a year into that when I started cutting back on sugar, knowing that sugar wasn't good for me. And um, then I started exercising and getting healthy. And that's, it was at that point that I came I got bit by a tick and got Rocky Mountain. And how was that process for you? Because I know as a person who has, has a very addictive personality mm -hmm. um, and has struggled herself, I know that when the dark days come, it can, you know, the, the fresher the experience with being addicted to anything, the mm -hmm. harder it is to kind of get over that hump. What was that like for you when you started feeling fatigue, you couldn't work? How did you get over that and not slide back into super negative patterns? Do you remember what was going through your mind at that yeah, time? Yeah, I, you know, I have, luckily I have, I have a lot of friends, I have support. I, um, you know, I just reached out, you know, I, I asked for help, which is a key, you know, and if you ask for help, people help you, you know? And so I, um, I was, you know, I just reached out and, but, you know, I, I knew that, you know, drinking wasn't the answer for me. And so I just, you know, kept on going and seeking and looking for the solution. And I came and a friend of mine connected me to this woman who um, was suffering, you know, through uh, recovering from Lyme's disease, you know, which is really, that's very debilitating as well. There's so many people that have Lyme's disease, and they don't even know it. And, you know, like my aunt had 
Lyme's disease for 30 years and had no idea. And she's had chronic fatigue and dealing with arthritis and only to know 30 years later that she's had Lyme's disease this whole time. So I, you know, I was fortunate to get in touch with this woman who then got me to the right doctor. Yeah, it's so important to ask for help. That's wonderful. Now, kind of looking at your 2010 self yes. versus <laughs> right now 2017 yeah. self, what what would you say to your 2010 self if you could just go back and hold her hand? What's something that you what's what's a message that you would maybe want to share with her? Well, you know, I'm going to get emotional. Is that like I mean in 2010 it was really dark you know, and I was at a point where I was so hopeless and, and I was okay with like dying, you know, that's how dark it got for me. And I just kind of accepted that because uh, I've been battling depression all my life and alcohol and drugs was, you know, my way of self-medicating, you know, and without knowing that like, you know, I, this solution of food and, you know, and abstinence. So, you know, what I would would say to that person now is that like, I don't know, like, just, you know, don't give up, you know, don't just keep on going. And, um, you know, it's, it's selfish to give up. And that, you know, there's a beautiful person and a smart person inside that has a lot to offer the world and to family and friends, you know, and that's, you know, that's what I know of myself today. But I did not know that in 2010. Yeah, it's really hard to see the clearing in the woods, really. Now, yeah, yeah. When you found keto, so you started feeling better. What was your experience with adapting? Like you mentioned, working with another health coach and that process not being good for you or didn't feel right. What was your experience to to where you are right now with your ketogenic journey? But, you know, I'm glad you asked that because I, what I really appreciate about you and your journey was, is that like, you know, you, you weren't like, you didn't give up on it. You know, you were trying to make it work because you knew keto was right. And I followed you on that, you know, and that was so encouraging for me because I, like, I was struggling with the keto diet. I was trying to make it work. And I was like, why is it not working for me? Like, why am I feeling great? some of the times and then other times I'm feeling just weird and you know um what is going on with me and I and I didn't want to give up but you know and I I and then that's when I discovered that I my candida was being flared up so there was that mystery to solve like how am I going to eat high fat so that my ketones don't feed the candida but, you know, still able to be in some sort of ketogenic state. It's, it's still very confusing to me. Like, I, I think that, and I think for a lot of people it is, you know, I, I'm, I'm on that, your Facebook group and, and I, you know, I, I see those comments a lot. So I just, I just kept seeking and finding out more information and, and knowing that, like, learning that, I should eat some carbs. And at this point, like I, I have to eat about 80 grams, 80 to 100 grams of carbs, at least, you know, so that my my candida doesn't flare up. And that's for now, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, because just recently, actually, I, I, um, I had some, I discovered some fungus or yeast on my skin. And I know that's a candida flare up. 
Um, and that was frustrating to see. And, and so I had to increase my carbs even more. But, you know, and so during this journey and, and learning, you know, I just I, I learned a lot. I got a, a lot of books. I um, saw a lot of I listened to a lot of podcasts like yours and um, a lot of YouTube videos and um, and just finding more information. And, and through that, I got into health and I was so passionate about it. You know, friends of mine were like, you should get into this, you know, that, and I was helping a lot of my friends too on, on their journey on how to be healthy. And, and, um, people were encouraging me to go to nutrition school. So I ended up applying and now I'm at nutritional therapy association. And that's been helping me a lot learning about my body and, uh, and what's going on when I, you know, incorporate sugar and, you know, I'm, I'm a couple of months into the school, but that's, that's been really helpful. And, um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I think we're all, all our bodies, I'm learning, everybody's different. Nobody's the same. So, you know, it just like trying to figure out and listening to your body is so important and not having to follow one specific structure and then thinking, you know, you failed at it. You know, like that was kind of my mentality at first was like, what's wrong with me? You know, instead of, hey, how could I actually make this work? And, you know, I, I find, I found your books and your videos encouraging in that way. And, um, and I have to thank you for that because it helped me stay on this path instead of giving up, you know? Yeah, that's so beautiful. I'm so happy you found them and that they could play a role really, and you finding yourself and finding what works best for you. And I think something that you said that I think everyone needs to hear again is that just because you're doing it differently doesn't mean that it's wrong. And I think especially in the ketogenic community, and that's something that I struggled with as well of, you know, if I'm not eating 20 grams of carbs, then I'm not keto. And keto can look different for so many bodies. You know, you're saying, because of your candida, your carbs need to be different. And, you know, because of my adrenal stuff and my thyroid, pretty much all the stuff, um, my keto needs to be different, but I'm still registering ketones. And that's interesting to see that the body can still maintain that state. I had a quick question about your carbs. Are you doing them as carb ups or are you spreading them out or kind of what's your... What's your strategy um, with candida and keto? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, well, right now, uh, because I got these uh, yeast patches on my on my body, and also my professor at school, you know, encouraged me that I, I need to eat more carbs right now. I I'm it's a daily right now. I'm daily eating about eighty to one hundred grams, and it's it's mostly around nighttime. Um, sometimes during the day, I will have like gluten free bread that doesn't have sugar or any weird stuff, you know, that only has maybe like three or four ingredients. But it's mostly like, you know, uh, squash, sweet potato, that kind of carbs or beets and carrots. So I'm I'm eating that stuff right now and just focusing on treating my candida. I also came across, um, you know, my mercury level is high and I came across uh, Andy Cutler's chelation protocol. I don't know if you are aware of that. And it's to reduce mercury. So I'm, I'm fascinated by that because my mercury levels have been high for a number of years. And I'm learning that mercury and candida can go hand in hand. So that I think that's going to be my next phase is to like focus on getting my mercury down while I'm also doing this you know, candida protocol. And then, you know, then I'm going to play around with 
going back to around 50 grams of carbs and being in ketosis because I re- my brain just really appreciates it, you know, and there's nothing like being in ketosis. I don't know right now if I'm registering any ketones and that's okay. I stopped measuring my blood. I was doing that religiously mm. for like six to eight months. But since I learned about this candida thing, um, I stopped doing that. And frankly, it's like quite expensive. And, and you encouraged me that I, I didn't have to do that. And I know when my ketones are running and when I am in ketosis, I can, there's a big difference, you know. So that's, that's where I am on this candida process. Yeah, it definitely is a process. Something, uh, my mercury also, just a side note, was really, really high. And I started taking uh, vitamin C IVs. And that was really great. And also near infrared sauna, like those two coupled together, my mercury is now zero. And it took me about three months. So it was like, a walk in the park compared to what other people have, you know, said. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure my mercury scored like a 21. So it was pretty high like it was wow 21 out of what was the range um well the normal range is zero you want it to be zero um and doctors will probably red flag it at around five uh-huh so yeah, yeah. pretty high yeah. <laughs> so wow. yeah near infrared sauna goes a long way as did the vitamin c like intravenously yeah, so, so how many how often did you do the vitamin c uh weekly weekly mm-hmm. for three months Okay. So definitely work with a healthcare practitioner on that one. It's a little bit controversial, so but it worked for me. So hey, but yeah, really interesting. And also, it sounds like the confidence you can hear the confidence in just listening to your body, and that's such an empowering thing to um, tap into that power. Because I always say, like, your body wants to be healthy, it wants to be balanced, and it's telling you what it needs. And that might not be the quote unquote perfect ketogenic diet. That might be your ketogenic diet, and for you, that is perfect. Like that, that is helping you get where you need to be. More on my interview with Sung Yun Cho after this message from one of our podcast partners. The podcast is sponsored by Manitoba Harvest, the hemp-based food company. I love using their hemp hearts as an oat replacement in any oat-based recipe from porridge to oatmeal, cookies, and everything in between. Hemp hearts are hemp seeds with the shells removed. They're tender, fatty, zero grams of net carbs, rich in omegas, fiber, and protein. Listeners of the podcast can get 15% off your Canadian or U.S.-based Manitoba Harvest order by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash hemp and using the coupon code KETO. That's KETO, all in caps, no spaces for 15% off. This offer is valid until August 31st, 2017. I know you're going to love them. Earlier, you chatted a little bit about hormones, and I know that hormones can play a pretty big role in overall mental health. What has been your experience, and you touched on it just a little bit, of you know when you're in fat-burning mode, however that looks for you, your brain feels a lot more solid. What are yeah. the sorts of things um, that you notice with your brain when you're not eating the foods that feel best for you, or what are kind of the signs like, oops, I probably ate too much gluten-free bread, or whatever that you kind of watch for? Yeah, um, I, I love that question. Um, you know, I, I've i been battling depression most of my life, like I said, and um, since I was a teenager, you know, it, it, it just hit me then um, real hard. But like, 
I wish I knew then what I know now about food, because, you know, when I look back this, what I ate growing up was like, you know, lots of bread, lots of sugar. And, you know, I would like binge on a loaf of bread. And then I would like want to feel like, you know, I'd want to die the next day. And I had no idea those two went hand in hand for me for years. This went on. And, um, and in college, I was battling uh, depression severely and, um, and also chronic fatigue. And I ended up going to a nutritionist. And she was the one back then who diagnosed me with overgrowth of yeast. And this is years ago. And put me on you know, a 90-day protocol then, which was no dairy, no sugar, no white flour. There was no word gluten back then. It was just white flour then. And as a result of that, I was on fire. I was so recharged. Um, I wasn't depressed anymore. Things were incredible. But you know, that was a brief stint then. And then fast forward years of like living in New York City, partying really hard, eating whatever I want, greasy foods, hungover, you know, um, or sometimes eating just one meal a day. You know, no wonder my thyroid just got so it got really low. And, um, and that, you know, coupled with adrenal fatigue as well, brought my like, my hormone levels were just all wacky and, and the depression was just ongoing until I, you know, I getting Rocky Mountain for me was like a blessing in disguise. I, I used to like, you know, be angry about getting that, but I'm so glad I did because it got me to where I am today, which is focusing on eating this way. And when I don't, if I have, if I, if I mess up or I'm human and I, for, for some reason want to have, you know, um, some soy sauce somewhere with like, you know, some Chinese food and I end up slipping and I do it pretty much in like three, it happens in three days, this like mental fog comes in and then it like, I just crash and it's so weird. And it, and now what I know is that like it's my, my thyroid is being affected. I had no idea until recently that's what was going on. And I would just like start to cry and have like fall into depression. It's very strange how, you know, nothing would have changed in my life, nothing. And, you know, after eating some gluten, I go right into that state of being. And it's, um, it's just, it's, it's wild, you know? So yeah, that's the long answer to your question there. Yeah, and it's, I totally understand. The other day I had, my dad is living with us right now, and my dad and I have always eaten candy together, and he came home with my favorite candy. And so I was like, yeah, I'll totally do it. It won't be that bad. Like, I know that I won't feel good the next day, and that's a conscious choice that I made. And so I had maybe like two handfuls, like not as much as I would have had years ago. Like I would have eaten the entire bag and then asked him for more and all the things. Um, but the next day, um, Kevin was being, my husband was being so loving and amazing to me. And I just snapped at him, like just completely lost my cool. And he's like, whoa. And it wasn't until that point that I realized just how much just that refined sugar affects my brain. Like I was so unkind to him. And yeah, so there's so much more than just, oh, you know, my stomach hurt or I got a little bit of acne. It's, you know, being unkind to the person that is so loving and supportive is not um, what I choose to do. When you're 
in those situations, like you were saying, the soy sauce and, you know, making that choice, is it a conscious choice that you're making knowing that you're not going to feel very good the next day? Are you conscious to that decision or is it sort of like a free for all? And what sort of conversations are going on in your brain when you decide to... You know, know, knowing what I know, I, um, that's a great question. I, you know, sometimes you, get, you have this built-in forgetter, mm-hmm. you know, of <laughs> what the consequences are, and you don't run that tape of, you know what, three days from now, I may not get out of bed, you know? And I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm at a party or I'm with a group of friends and we're out to dinner and I, I just want to eat that, you know? And sometimes I just go screw it. You know, I, I know this is going to happen and, um, and I just have to be prepared, you know, or and now I, I carry around activated charcoal. And if I do go down that path, I will make sure to take that. And I have other supplements to take and or detox teas. But I do have to say, though, at this point, knowing what I know now about my thyroid, and I'm, I'm going through thyroid healing um, through uh, natural desiccated thyroid and diet, I, I, do, I just, I'm like, absolutely strict about not having gluten and refined sugar now, that I, I don't even want to play around with it, because I know what it, what, how it's affecting my body. Like learning about my thyroid was the piece of the puzzle for me for for this whole journey of my health, and um and so I'm I I'm just absolutely strict about it. I I plan on not you know going off of it. You know this past this whole year, I want to just focus on fixing my gut, getting rid of the candida because you know if I do eat gluten or sugar, I'm igniting my candida as well, and that's a whole other thing. Besides my mental state, my body gets affected and my gut starts to, you know, get inflamed again. And then it's just, it's a mess and it's just not worth it at this point to, to get off of it knowing what I know now. But, you know, a couple months ago, I just sometimes, you know, you, you just want to, you just want to have that piece of cookie or you want that pizza and then you go for it. And then, you know, then you're just, uh, you're back to square one, you know? Yeah. I think the consciousness is really important. You know, like even this time last year, I had a really hard time, not, I wouldn't say it's control, um, because control always feels really restrictive to me, but when I would decide, Oh, I'm just going to have that X, Y, Z, I would kind of numb myself out to disassociate myself from the experience Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wouldn't feel guilty. I wouldn't really remember it the next day, but there's such a shame in that because, you know, oftentimes that comes from a space of emotional eating. And I really believe that emotional eating is okay. You know, there's a time and a place for emotional eating. And really when I am sitting there, you know, with my dad and the candies, I enjoyed every little last piece of that. Like I tasted everything. I enjoyed my dad's conversation and we were talking and laughing. And I really tried to soak up that experience and make it so that there was no guilt around it and being conscious to the fact that I probably wasn't going to feel good the next day. And that was okay. And it sounds like that's something that you're experiencing too of, you know, after having XYZ, taking the charcoal and being okay with it, like life goes on. And um, if, if you think of your life as 
you know, the snakes and ladders game, I might be dating myself because I don't even think this game exists anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there was only one ladder that took you from the very to the very, very beginning. And it was very rare that you would go all the way back to square one. I imagine it being very much like you're going along and the ladder takes you up, the snake takes you down. But it's very rare that you're going to start right back at the beginning because you're... yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like the stock market. I say that like, you, you know, you just, you can, you can only go up, but, but you're going to have like lows and you're going to have highs and it, you know, and it comes up and down and, you know, that's how this food journey and health journey has been for me. But in terms of the emotional eating at this point, like I, you know, I, I, I go, I switch to paleo sometimes. And if I want to indulge and have that treat or whatever, I'll go towards a paleo treat where it's made with coconut sugar um, and it doesn't have gluten. And um, it still sometimes affects me if I have too much of it, but I do, I am aware of that now. But that's how I, you know, go off of this keto uh, diet thing is go for like a paleo treat. And I, and I think paleo treats are so delicious. It's, I don't miss like, eating a regular chocolate chip cookie or a regular piece of cake, you know, you can find some amazing paleo stuff and, and still, you know, not get so off track too. So that's my strategy these days is like, if I want something like that, I go for paleo dessert. Brilliant. Cause it'll make you feel a lot better the next day. Like physically, <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> More on my interview with Sung Yun Cho after this message from one of our podcast partners. This show is sponsored by Paleo Valley. You guys know how much I love supplements. This time last year, I was taking over 50 supplements a day and it was excessive. The first step to overcoming a problem is knowing you have one in the first place, I will admit. Over the last year, I've toned down on my supplement intake substantially. I'm down to below 20 a day and I'm super proud of it. One of the reasons I was comfortable letting certain supplements go is by taking a whole food base ultra primal super nourishing organ complex from paleo valley now these guys just went out with this i've actually been taking it for quite some time but couldn't share it with you until it was live to the public so this organ complex from paleo valley is a mega nutrient dense super supplement the nutrients in just one daily dose read like the best multiple vitamin out there and it's a whole food there's vitamins a b12 b6 b5 b2 and 3 coq10 folic acid, iron, selenium, phosphorus, and zinc, copper, omega-3 fatty acids, EPA, and DHA, phosphorus, and the list goes on. The organ complex is a combination of beef liver, heart, brain, and kidney, all sourced from 100% grass-fed and finished beef organs, which are non-GMO and never given antibiotics, steroids, hormones, or grains. The capsules are 100% pure with no fillers or flow agents, gluten, grain, soy or dairy you can go to paleovalley.com forward slash hp to receive an instant 20 percent off your order of the new paleo valley organ complex again that's paleovalley.com forward slash hp to receive your instant 20 percent off are there any other tips or tools that you have for listeners that maybe you know those struggling with mental health or depression can maybe seek outside of nutrition and things that have been helpful for you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I meditate, you know, that's a big part of my journey. And that's, 
you know, that helps me stay on this path and be mindful of what I'm doing with my body. Because if I'm meditating and, um, and journaling as well, that's been very helpful. I'm, you know, it's all, it's all one for me and exercise, um, exercise is a, is a big thing in terms of mental health. And I, you know, life is not easy. It's definitely, it's got, you know, it throws lots of curveballs, and um, and recently, you know, I've been going through a breakup, which has been devastating for me. But thank God, I'm not like binging on pints of ice cream or donuts, which is what I did in the past. I think that if I were doing that now, you'd probably find me in the psych ward, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But fortunately, I'm not doing that, and that's why, like, you know, I still have my emotions, and I'm I can still be really down and go through a depression that is, you know, part of life, but I'm able to get out of it much quicker now because I'm eating good things. And I'm, and I know, like, for me, food is medicine, you know, that's my, my mental health medicine, too. And if I'm eating a salad, I know I'm going to feel better three hours from then, you know. And that's, you know, that's just been my solution with that. I've experienced being on antidepressants in the past, but I just, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like what it did to my body. I felt like I was on drugs being on antidepressants. So, you know, I, I just decided to, you know, get off that. I know that, you know, people choose to, to do that. And, you know, it, everybody has their, you know, opinions on that. And that's fine. But it's been my experience that, you know, I don't need to do that, even though I was diagnosed as bipolar. And, I was diagnosed bipolar when, in fact, all I was doing was eating pints of ice cream and my my emotional state was like so bipolar because of that, because of sugar. And, uh, you know, I, I just chose the food route. And for me, that's, you know, it's it's been, it works, it, it works, you know, it really works. And it, I, I think it's so disappointing how, you know, this medical world um, that we live in go right to popping a pill for a solution when, you know, have you tried eating the right way first before you do that? You know, I'm sure, you know, there, there are needs for that as well, you know, but what's the first protocol, like fixing your gut, you know, serotonin is in the gut, you know, that's where it is. And if you're, you know, we, so much, so many of us have digestive issues and, and grew up eating loads of sugar because that is the diet that that's how, you know, we're we're forced that, you know, that mentality of, of eating this way. And, um, and, you know, and that the whole low fat craze that we were in, I think really has done a number on our mental state growing up that way, eating low fat and eating loads of sugar, you know, no wonder we're all depressed. So, you know, just focus on like food as being medicine and, um, and that your body's a temple, you know, and, it, and it's, it, you know, we're here for a reason. And, you know, I'm a better person when I'm, when I'm eating well, I'm able to be of service more, you know, which, which has been, you know, that's my other source of happiness is like, is helping others and, and doing something where I'm getting out of myself you know, service really is the key to, to happiness, you know, and there's been, you know, research on that, that like service makes people happy. So that's, um, (laughs) that's my answer to that, you know, and, and just keep going. Like, 
don't give up and just keep seeking, keep searching, looking for the answers. And, you know, the answers will be there when you keep searching. And that's been my journey for me is like, I, I don't give up and I just keep going. And, um, you know, you find what works for you. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you so much for opening up to us and sharing your story. Where can people find more from you? I actually, I recently launched my blog to help spread this awareness and, and to, you know, teach my friends and family, you know, it's being on this keto journey was, has been very lonely actually. And thank God, like for you and that Facebook group where I can like, you know, talk to like-minded people. But, you know, as a result of the way I am right now today, uh, friends have been flocking to me, like, what are you doing? And so I've been helping a lot of people. And that's why I started this blog is to like, okay, put it all on this website and, um, and just educate people on, on food and, and health. And so um, my site is cleanfoodlonglife.com. And you could find me there. And um, yeah. Beautiful. I'll be sure to include your link in the podcast notes for this week, which everyone can find at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E34. So the transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And Sung, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Leanne, for everything. I really, really appreciate what you've done and, um, and how much you've helped me. Um, and I know how much you're helping other women. And I, I think it's so incredible what you're doing. So thank you so much. My heart is so warm. Thank you for filling it up today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.